This is a podcast from Minute Media. Trade deadline week edition of Windy City Bulls podcast. The coach, David Edelman, coming up. We are on YouTube doing that show 4 o'clock on Mondays, so this might have some redundancy if you did watch the YouTube show. If you didn't, come on in on Mondays at 4 for DeWindy. Sometimes it'll be Bulls, Bears, Cubs, White Sox. We're going to do it all. Uh, but a lot of Bulls right now. Interesting. I was waiting, hoping that the Bulls would make a trade by now, but it doesn't seem like that's going to happen. Kobe White, as reported by Casey Johnson and others, expects to remain in Chicago. Maybe there will be a minor deal here. I don't know. And of course, our tourists could completely shock the world and make do something major but we've seen a lot of major moves including the Pacers sending DeMontis Sabonis, Justin Holiday, Jeremy Lamb a 2020 second round pick to Sacramento. Tyrese Halliburton a lot of people are very high on Halliburton so maybe the Pacers did a good thing here. Uh, Buddy Heel, Tristan Thompson also in that deal. I like Sabonis a lot. I don't know if he made sense for the Bulls. It probably would have been a whole rework deal but that guy plays very hard and uh, brings you that toughness. So I would have been interested, but that didn't happen. And then C.J. McCollum is one of my favorite guys in the league. Portland making a huge trade with New Orleans. I don't know what the Blazers are thinking. Uh, McCollum's still in his prime. Josh Hart, Thomas Sadoransky there's a former Bull. People are high on Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Okay, fine. And then you got a protected first-round pick. I feel bad for McCollum to New Orleans where Zion's hurt and you're, you know, have no chance that dude deserves to play on a winner. I would have loved to have seen him in Chicago. Of course, he's in a redundant position. Wouldn't have made sense. Uh, But Hey, it seems like the bulls are going to get healthy, but I do on this pod, I got five trade possibilities, five of them, and they're all still possible. Although the Pacers deal probably makes it less likely that uh, the bulls could that the Indiana would do what I'm suggesting. But hey, the coach basically shoots them all down, and we've got a lot of people in the chat, which is fun on the YouTube. So let's get to it. DeWindy City Bulls with the trade deadline tomorrow podcast starts right now. Showtime. I'm starting to actually feel like you ready for this one, coach? I'm ready. The Bulls could win the NBA championship this year. I think it's possible, Coach. What do you think of that statement to start here? I, I, I was at the game yesterday. I enjoyed my – I brought the niece, took my brother, sat in the 300 level, went old school, 315 row nine, last minute, coming back from a heartbreaking tennis loss. Let's go see the Bulls. Can we get some carpool action? Can we all meet at the United Center? That's what we did. Bulls didn't lead all day, didn't have half their team, but yet battled the Sixers. DeMar DeRozan looking like Jordan in 87, minus the leaping ability. I think if you look at the landscape of what's going on in the NBA, the Bulls have a puncher's chance to do this. That's all I'm saying. Well, it's an odd year in the NBA because right now I think there's probably 10 to 12 different fan bases that feel the same way you feel. The Cleveland Cavaliers woke up this morning thinking they might be one of those teams. So, yeah, I agree. They do have a puncher's chance to win it this year. There's so much to be said injuries are playing such a huge part in the season, uh, which is pretty interesting. There hasn't been a lot of deep dives nationally on the amount of injuries this year, but um, yeah, I mean, the bulls are, the bulls are there. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to get excited about the bulls in this particular moment because 
you still have another month where most of their team isn't there. So who's your number one target coach? Who do you, who do you want them to get or not get? Do you want to just sit back and wait for everybody to get healthy? You know, I really haven't thought about it. You, you told me that you had five trades. You said you had five people that you you were targeting today. So I was I was more waiting to hear what your five targets were than I don't I don't really have a target on the back right now of a specific player because I don't know what they would want to give up at this stage of the game. Do you go all in and change the landscape of your entire team this year or do you kind of build on the fringes and like what you have and build on the fringes right now? See, Coach, the reason why I pay you the big money is uh, or fan side it pays you the money is because you have the power takes but if you're leaving it to me as i <laughs> yes i'm leaving you what are your five targets i'll you, let you know you want to hear my five targets, targets? i want to okay. know your five targets all right well first of all can we salute io de sumo can we just talk about how amazing he's been can can we just can we can we uh for those of us who who said draft io that would be yours truly. Uh, can can we can we all admit that he's even better than those of us who liked IO ever thought he would be in year one? That he perhaps has created some redundancy that you did not expect to have. Is that a fair take? I'm not. As, I'm not as sure about the redundancy, but uh, absolutely, he's better than what anybody would have thought he would be. We talked about that in the last podcast. There's no doubt he's a better player. No one had him more than a late round, first round pick. Nobody, nobody was talking about him as a lottery pick that was going to make an immediate impact. So he's been an immediate impact player and has played really well. But on the other end of it too, the Bulls didn't really have a great chance to win against the 76ers yesterday in large part because he's not good enough to be that impactful if if you understand what I'm saying there. I think I do, but but I, I'm I'm just taking the leap of faith that look, you you've got Io, you you've got you've got Zach, you've got Demar, you've got Kobe White, you've you've got plenty of guard power. And as much as I want to give credit to Lonzo Ball for having a fantastic season, he is he is a luxury right now that you might be able to play with. So I, I, that's it's a bold it's a bold take, Coach. It's bold, but I'm looking. We need you need a impact big, right? Impact big to take you to the promised land. Would you Would you agree that that is their biggest need? As I'm about to line this up for you, would you agree with that? So, what do you mean by the impact big? I mean, are you talking about we're trying to get Joel a Joel and beat like a big like? No, that? Or are you just talking about a six eight? Six seven, six nine. Like what? What? What's? What is this? Uh, here, well, okay. Well, okay. Here's my first. Who's playing a lot better? I want. A, I want an elite rebounder, defender in the middle who will cause problems, who will who will make coming down the lane against the Chicago Bulls in the playoffs an enormous problem. I've got here's here's trade number one of of the Carm five trades. Okay, on the on the big end, Lonzo Ball. To the Indiana Pacers for Miles Turner. Okay. Lonzo Ball for Miles Turner. Immediate thoughts to that. Lonzo Ball for Miles Turner. You just gave me an okay. I don't know what that means. You, you, cha you change you change the entire landscape of your team 
right there because now you're Miles Turner and Nikola Zusevich. So are you playing those two guys together? Are you playing them separate? So the whole team is different if you make that trade. So you're worried about the Bulls' chemistry instantly? A absolutely, especially where does Vucevic fit with Miles Turner on the court at the same time? Obviously, the Pacers have been playing with Sabonis and Turner, and they've struggled. They, they, they haven't done very well. So why do you think Miles Turner and Vucevic are necessarily going to work great? This is why that this is again why we pay you the big money. Hey, Golden Knowledge Podcast, good to see you, brother. Thanks for the comment here. Vucevic is not a real big is, is and I would agree with that. Why can't Turner Miles Turner plays in the post? Vooch does his little pick and pick and pop. Let's live the dream. And uh Io can continue to get seven assists a night throwing the ball to Vooch, especially if he's shooting like he's been shooting the last uh whatever called two, three weeks. The guy's been on fire. Well, but you got to look at what you're going to be defending against with Vucevic and Miles Turner on the court at the same time. I mean, the Pacers have really struggled defensively, and I think that you, you know, you're now going to be chasing a player out there on the court. And now, where's the space for DeRozan? Right? Where's the space for DeRozan necessarily? He's a slasher, and you're you're cutting down what I think would be the space for him. Okay. All right. How about you want a lower level play? Go ahead. Lower level play. Bring home Taj Gibson. Let's go reunite with Taji. Okay. Let's get Damar and him, by the way, played together at SC. They were boys. And if you see him together now, according to Damar, you would never know the time has expired. You can you make a deal with the New York Knicks. And what did I, who did I, who was I giving up? Brown Jr., the money works. Bring Taj all, home. You got all, all, all good with that trade because if you're healthy, Troy Brown is not sniffing the sniffing the court with how well Io's playing now. He doesn't sniff the court. Taj Gibson could give them, if they feel like he's the right guy, that physical presence in there uh when they need that physical presence, some extra rebounding. And he and he's understood how to defend on the perimeter in his previous life. Okay. I I, I that trade's fine and uh and I can, and I'm excited about well, every time. We got three more though. Where's my other three targets? Here? I got them for you. What do you think? The Bulls have been slightly tied to Jakob Pertl, big man for the Spurs. Makes a little under nine million a year for two more seasons. They want a player and they want a pick. Jakob Pertl, Kobe White, and a pick. I don't know if they would do that, but that's my proposal. So that's a no-brainer to me if the if the Spurs would make that move. I think if you I think if you make the trade. What you're looking at from there is, okay, we're going to increase our depth. I think Pirtle maybe be a better defensive player than Vucevic. Is he considered a better defensive player? We'll, we'll, we'll just say he is, okay, and gives you a little more depth there. And without a doubt, the next year you're trading either Vucevic or Pirtle. And so you may be able to restock your team because you may – Vucevic would only have one year left. He might have a lot of takers the next year, and you decide to go with Pirtle – over Vucevic because those two are not going to be on this team for a long period of time together. I, but okay, you at least seem moderately, moderately intrigued by that one. Is that, that your number be, one? That choice? would be intriguing. Yes, that's 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 my number one intrigue right now. All right, Depen I've depending got on what, depending on what you're giving up because I do think what you would do is you would you would be doing that for right now to see if okay, can Pirtle help you play against an Embiid and those kinds of players. And give you depth there because you don't have depth behind Vucevic right now. And well, Pirtle is a decent player. So I think that you can do that for this year. But you can't play an 82-game season 
with Vucevic and Pirtle because one of those guys isn't going to play a lot. Otherwise, again, you're 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 shifting the whole landscape. And I guarantee you, they would much rather play um, Patrick Williams and be the way the NBA is going. I, I don't. I just don't see that's the way the Bulls want to play. Okay, let's talk Patrick Williams, who supposedly is going to be healthy and back. Uh, Billy Donovan was talking yesterday, the day before, that, look, we are optimistic that we'll have our whole team back for hopefully, say, the last 10 games of the year, try to build some chemistry. But in lieu of, uh, in lieu of that, or just trying to win right now, because I don't think you can expect a championship player out of Patrick Williams in his second season after missing the entire year, Patrick Williams to the Sacramento Kings for Rashawn Holmes. Uh, I mean, that that goes back to the Jeremy Grant conversation, which I think isn't Jeremy Grant a better player than Rashawn Holmes? Maybe, but Rashawn Holmes is, is awful young, huge upside, explosive athlete, big guy in the paint. I haven't watched him enough to really know, but but my in my you know, basically what I did, coach, and I I want props here. If you or but you look so uninterested. I agree. By no, I agree. I agree with Rashawn Holmes. Is here's the question with with Patrick Williams. It depends on what I think of Patrick Williams. Right. I, I don't. I don't know. Like those guys know better than me. The guy played what two games this year? Five. He played five games this year. I think it's five. I think he played it's five, five yeah. games this year. So Rashawn Holmes and Patrick, you want Patrick Williams ultimately to be Rashawn Holmes, but hope that he would be even better. So if I if I was Arturis Karnishevis or Billy and Billy Donovan, and I said, "Hey, Rashawn Holmes is what we hope Patrick Williams will be in two years," then I might make that deal. If I'm like, if Billy Donovan and Arturis Karnishevis think that Patrick Williams is going to be an All Star level player, he's going to develop similar to like how Jimmy Butler developed in his time. No, because next year, Patrick Williams, you're you'd be you'd be kicking yourself and, and so mad at yourself and Mark Harmon, you would you would throw yourself into the Lake Michigan like that crazy person that was walking the ice if if uh Patrick Williams next year is playing for Sacramento, averaging twenty one points eight rebounds a game. Yep. Yep, yep. That that's the risk of this whole thing. And I've got one more for you, by the way, on my five Carmen trades. That listen, I, I do think there is something to be said for you strike when the iron is hot. And I do also think that you 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 have to look at this is going to be the best season that you're ever gonna get from DeMar DeRozan. And there's no way that it's going up from here. He has been so unbelievably good. You have, I mean, he's just literally carrying them yesterday against the 76ers. I thought I was watching. This no, was no, no disagreement there, obviously. So, so, and then you've got Zach. You're probably extending Zach, but okay, fine. Uh, Vooch is, you, this could be the best Vooch that you're going to get too, right? Uh, Vooch, you got one more year. You got one more year. One Vooch, more so. year with Vooch. One more year. So maybe you're taking a two-year swing at this thing with whatever deal you do right now. You don't have a I, – I get that you have a lot of young players, but your best player is at the end of his prime. I love him. I, I did not think that I was going to love DeMar DeRozan to this level at all. DeMar DeRozan is so incredibly cool. Uh, I mean, it's like yeah. DeMar, uh, DeMar DeJordan, the whole thing. I mean, this guy's been – he's just been phenomenal. And he doesn't, by the way, DeRozan doesn't want to make any trades. He thinks that we're getting everybody back and 
if you're talking about adding a Patrick Williams, a Lonzo Ball, a Kobe White, who's been out, a Zach Levine, a Derek Jones Jr., an Alex Caruso. That's a lot of good players. That's a lot of damn-ass good players. <laughs> that's a lot of good players are missing. Um, well, that's why I don't think you should oh, – I think that's where you can get tend to overreact as to what they really have to provide at this trade deadline. Right, which is why I think it's a fair – it, the conversations have to be fascinating right now at, at, over at the Advocate Center with our tourists and company. Absolutely. Because we're closer than we thought we would be. There's no way they thought they'd be in this position. I'm sure they thought they'd be a playoff team, logically, but at the top of the conference, now the co conference is very bunched, but they are at the top of the conference in the middle of tons of injuries. Do you sit there and be like, okay, hey, uh, you know, I mean, Brooklyn is dysfunctional right now. Nobody thought that the Nets would be. You've got Kyrie playing. Talk about that, right? We want to talk about the Harden potential trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and what my understanding uh, on the Nets and James Harden is that James Harden is a complete and utter disaster over there. Nobody, nobody wants to play with this guy. So you say, of course he is. Why do you say that? Who hasn't been watching this guy for the last four years, how he's played and how he's how he's been? There's a reason that guys get traded. You know, they're difficult to deal with. You don't trade, like, do you think the Bucks would ever trade Giannis? You don't deal guys that are easy to do, deal guys that are difficult to deal with. And you've got right now three players, three stars on the Nets, Durant, Irving, and Harden, great players that have all played on multiple teams. I mean, remember, the best players in the NBA generally don't play on multiple teams. Right. And so the Nets are screwed. You have a chance to you, – you, listen, best team – there's a lot of good teams in the East, but I agree with my guy Simon, long-time, long-time NBA guy. Love Bird in, the, Bird in his prime. Yo, yo, Marco, best DeMar, best Vooch, no dominant team in the league. This is the year to make a big move. I'm trying – I'm, I'm like trying to squeeze you into this, Coach. Right. You, you what's, want, the, what's the big move? So I don't like your big move so far. Your big move right now is Miles Turner. Miles Turner would be you. You wouldn't be excited about a big physical Miles Turner coming in no, here. No, okay. So who would who would, who would excite Turner. you? And I, I would love I would love a whoever's going to excite people. Um, yeah, that, I mean, Jeremy Grant would excite me. I just don't know what you're giving up to get Jeremy Grant, but that player would excite me. I would be excited to get an athletic six seven to six nine player that can give you another offensive punch. What plays plays good defense? I, I would love PJ Tucker right now. PJ Tucker would be a tremendous. I would wow. love Jay Crowder. That's the reason those guys are there. So those are the guys you should be looking for. Is where's the Jay Crowder, PJ Tuckers of the world, that Draymond Greens of the world? Because that's what they really need. Listen, I listen. You can if you dial up a PJ Tucker and or a Jay Crowder. I, I I take those guys, but I don't know if that puts you over the hump. Simon again with don't think small like all Chicago teams always do. Coach. And, 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 and now we're getting it. We're getting a, we're building a, we're building a consensus to not think small golden knowledge podcast jumping in here. Um, you know, I got another, I got another guy for you, but Christian go ahead. Wood, that's a good, that's not a bad one. Christian Wood. I, you know, he doesn't defend well though. And I really think the bulls want someone that can go up against, you know, that can go up against a Giannis. I think that's what you're looking for is you're looking for a defensive player because offensively this team between Levine and, First off, if you want DeRozan to keep playing the way DeRozan is, you have to continue with him in the role that he is. And 
with him in the role that he is, at times other offensive players are diminished. I love DeMar DeRozan as well, but he has he's got a very individualized game. He he has a very individualized. What do you game. mean by that? What do you mean by that? You you don't run a lot of stuff with DeMar DeRozan. You don't really run stuff. You kind of give him the ball at the top and just say, "DeMar, go do your thing." And sometimes that's him creating for others, but a lot of times that's him shooting contested hard shots. That's why he's getting so much love from Stacey King and Kendall Gill and all those guys because he hits shots that like very few players in the NBA can hit. He's so crafty. He's so enjoyable. Uh, yeah. Apparently, we need to motivate Christian Wood. I got to be. And what, what would it take to get Christian Wood, coach? Let's go ESPN. Yeah, I, don't trade. Think, I don't think a ton. I mean, I think they would probably look for a pick, a pick from you. Um, you know, they might be looking for the Kobe White. They may want Javante Green. You know, they may want somebody like that. Uh, you know, you may have to. You're going to have to give up. Some package, but I, I don't think that Houston is all that tied to wanting um, Christian Wood, that they would give him up for not that much. But they're going to see what what can they get from a lot of people, right? What's every what's everybody going to throw at the end what, of the, uh, on what, the table? What's your counter to Simon Crushy with a DeMar 5.1 assists a game? I mean, that, the dude's been facilitating out her coach. Yeah. Listen, five assists a game when he has the ball – 75% of the time is not like it's not that's not like incredible like yes he's not a bad passer he's not a, I didn't call him a selfish player okay there's a difference between being a selfish player and an individualized player he's not a selfish player selfish player meaning that he won't pass he's not even looking to pass but his game is built on one-on-one -on -one individual play that's how his game is built he makes hard one-on-one -on -one individual shots he doesn't come off screens and you don't run offensive actions with him. You give him the ball, you set a ball screen for him, or you get out of his way and you let him go. And if he doesn't play that way, what's he doing? He's on the perimeter and he's not a great shooter. Uh, I'll give you one more big. Um, I, I hear you. He does have the ball in his hands a ton, but like, I, listen, I have 0, 0.0 complaints about DeMar's game. I'm not complaining about him either. I'm just talking about what you fit around him right now can damage how he's playing. So what I'm telling Simon, and I love it, Simon, that you threw out the 5.1 assists, right, throughout the, the stat, right? What I'm saying to, to him is you'll damage his game if you bring in a player who's looking for his own shot all the time. The, the, the chemistry of DeMar and Io is, is so unbelievably adorable. And by the way, Io down the lane against the Pacers, throwing down dunks after oh. a terrible after a terrible loss to Orlando. Io also passing up a lot of shots. Like, yeah, I could shoot this three, but maybe it's not the best choice. Let me get it to my guy Kobe White over here. Let me hit tomorrow again. Let me find Vooch. He's he's balancing being aggressive with with being a team guy too, which is not easy to do, especially for a rookie. I just I and. Half the time, like shoot that, shoot that shot, Io. Let let her fly, even though you know he's, you know, not a an elite three point shooter. But but he's been hitting them, so you know, keep letting them go. But the whole Io thing is just incredibly awesome. Uh, and I don't, I'm not is is like Lonzo Ball is an interesting trade piece to me. I don't think they'll do this because of the figure that he makes. He's a twenty million dollar player, so you're going to get a twenty million dollar player back. 
who can you who can you go out and get? You don't like Miles Turner? Give me another twenty million guy out there. Well, it's Jeremy and, Grant. I mean, that would be Lonzo Ball for Jeremy Grant, right? And would you do that? I, I would. I would. I would consider that one. I would definitely consider that one a little bit more. But again, um, I'm not sure they want to give up on the chemistry that they had with Lonzo here. You know, and I think that's the. I think the fans. I get it. I get some fans are going to be like, "Hey, don't think small. Go for the championship." And I think we we kind of did in in a lot of ways uh, do that. And so I look at like a, the Pirtle trade that you said. It's not an unrealistic trade to really improve your depth behind Vucevic because at times when the Bulls were fully healthy, who was the player that you felt you needed to play better? When the Bulls were fully healthy and they were killing it, who was the player that we were Vooch, Vooch. So bringing in Pirtle to say, all right, maybe when this whole team is healthy, Vucevic is going to have those bad nights again, and Pirtle's the perfect complement to that, right? He's the perfect complement to, to taking out Vooch because he's not hitting shots and gives you a different element to your team. And so that's why I say that that is the best of your trade that I think would be impactful at this stage of the game. One more from Simon here, at least right now. Uh, holy Demar defender, love it. He's sharing. He's got. He's got Zag with him, sharing with another top ten score. All true. Fourth at scoring, only twenty first in usage. I'm not sure where he's pulling that step, but I'm going to buy it. And again, coach, not, don't be sliding. We're not. We're not saying. I'm not saying he doesn't dish the ball. Like I said, it's not about him being a selfish player. It's about how he wants to play. And he wants to be up high in usage. We already are making it harder for Zach. The stat he should be putting out there, what's Zach Levine's usage? Is Zach Levine's usage uh, where it should be? Because there are games where, like, uh, now I know Zach was hurt in the um, Toronto game that they lost. Zach took 12 shots in that game. Total. Not enough. Right. And so when DeRozan has it, when DeRozan has it going a little bit, DeRozan shot 14 free throws in that game, took like 20 some shots, and that's a lot more shots than Zach. And that's not a, I'm not criticizing DeRozan. I'm just telling you, he would not be that easy to play with by throwing another scorer who wants the ball like that. So I do think it's very interesting on on that dynamic between those two because Zach has gone out of his way, really down the stretch to, here you go, DeMar. It's very rare that Zach will take a shot like, why didn't you give that up? He's he's He'll come down and, okay, DeMar, you're our guy in the fourth quarter. Go get it, which I give Levine a ton of credit to because he was the number one guy, and now we've got DeMar, and he's, he's owning it that, okay, this dude's been unbelievable. He's been better than me down the stretch, so go ahead, and I'll just go stand over here, which is not an easy thing for an incredibly successful second-time all-star to do. So he's exactly. done all of that. But so to your point on, on getting him more shots, and I and you made this point earlier uh, on our audio cast, which is now going to the YouTube here, but you, you were like, hey, use him like Clay Thompson. You know, get shots, set screens, run him off, run him off uh, whatever – down screens, anything to get to get him wide open is just shoot the basketball, which I which I think is a great way to use Zach. And the step back three has just been nasty this he, year. He, that thing, this Zach has to shoot seven because the team doesn't have a ton of three point shooting, especially you know with ball out right now too. 
um, and Vucevic hasn't been a great three-point shooter yet this year, you need Zach to shoot seven to ten threes a game. I mean, he needs to shoot a lot of threes a game. Our guy Golden Knowledge also thrown in here. I think this is a great one, too. Do we think that DeMar will progress in the playoffs, or does he shrink yeah. as in previous seasons? Well, he's not going to see LeBron, so that'll <laughs> help him. I mean, that guy was uh, he was great until the Cavaliers showed up and, and, and <laughs> Toronto was death. So I don't think the Lakers are making the finals this year, although for the record, even sitting at the nine seed right now, I'm not ruling them out because somehow, some way, if LeBron gets back healthy and they still have Anthony Davis, I, I nobody in the West is completely dominated in my mind. But any rate, regardless, I think uh, what, in the Eastern I, Conference I, this year, I think I think you're going to see the same level. I think I think Simon, I mean, or uh, Golden Knowledge, man, that's a really good point. The game is different in the playoffs, and he's going to have a lot more pressure. Those one-on-one -on -one shots, he's always going to be guarded by a high-end defender when you get into the playoffs. And not only a high-end defender, a high-end defender that's going to be engaged. And um, especially with the amount of minutes that DeMar's had a log this year, because of all the injuries, yeah, that, that is a concern. 100%. I, that, that, that's another interesting point, by the way. How much do you grind DeMar right now to win games like 41 minutes yesterday while guys are coming back? I would be that very I promise you is what they're talking about right now. That is what they're talking about right now. And that is some of what they're talking about with this trade deadline of how they can hopefully hopefully enhance the team you know, with all these injuries, because it's going to be really hard to grind DeMar at the level he's being grinded and expect him, you know, to, to put it Keep together rolling. like that. Yeah. yeah. But um, I, I just think that the Bulls look Caruso, Ball, Jones, Levine, Williams. <laughs> hey man, no one at the trade deadline is improving their team as much as the Bulls by adding those five players. Right, but right, right. That's that's great. Outside and by of the way, one possibility, and that is if Brooklyn and the Sixers do make that trade, and Harden goes to the Sixers, which could rejuvenate Harden, gives the Sixers, who already have arguably the best player in the NBA this year, uh, you know, another player that would just be brutal to defend and make the Sixers a, a potentially far better team. And then Brooklyn, you know, I know you're you're gonna you're gonna try to poo-poo this a little bit, but Ben Simmons was one of the top defenders in the NBA. Great. He's also a tremendous passer. And he's gonna be playing with the two incredible scores. Hey, I mean, hey. they, could be, they could be phenomenal. First of all, I, let me just uh, let me hit up my guy uh, Chris Raby on the injection of the mum power, which would be a huge thing for the Bulls if they could get the mum power, uh, who's a tremendous former radio engineer on the on this team. They they could win it all. But to your point, if, if that trade could go on, that it would be the the biggest win uh, in Sixer history because Harden's a free agent. You you let you you let it run this year. You say goodbye to him at the end of the season. If it works, great. You're in the finals. Maybe you win the whole damn thing. If not, he's out the door, and you rid yourself of $35 million a year Ben Simmons, who's never going to work in Philly. Joel Embiid wants to break him in half no matter what he's saying. So it would be an incredible um, – it, it would be a great deal for Philly. Uh, and Despite Harden's 
insanity and the, 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 the terrible chemistry three guy months that he is. is. Three, three months to deal with that is not a big, you know, they'll, they'll be rejuvenated for three months because of his passing ability. It's, you know, the one thing about Harden is while he's brutal, he is a heck of a passer and he can, you know, players, players like having the ball passed to them. So, you know, he does know how to, he does know how to, how to do that part of the game. Simon leaving us with ball in their hands. Go get an athletic big. Don't let this guy talk you out of it. Your coach, you're 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 downgraded to this guy from Simon. That's that's a think big. He wa- he thinks you want to lose in the conference semis. Yeah, well, <laughs> they, they they may lose in the conference semis regardless of what they do. You go big and you could stink. Last year they made trades where everyone thought they were going to be better when they traded for Fusevich. They traded for Tice. Everybody thought they would be better, right? They ended up being worse. So what am I the the day, and then look look what happened then the year later making the adjustments. Yeah, but right, but they didn't have DeMar cooking like the, I mean the guy, if you had it you I'd love to have Daniel Tice right back right now. I'd love to have Daniel Gafford back right now. Just you you need a little bit of juice, just a little bit. But maybe hey, listen. Listen, I'll I'll just say this. I I'm excited you look so just Utterly, I'm reading. I'm reading right now. I said, <laughs> "What do you think about a Paul Reed homecoming?" Hold on, hold on. Let me let me let me bring it in. What do we got here? What do you think about a Paul Reed homecoming? He's cheap and going back and forth in the G League. The 76ers uh, would help Vooch and slow down Giannis. Absolutely. Okay. The Bulls. The Bulls definitely need to keep finding. They. They are. I'm sure they are working their tails off to to find a Paul Reed and and yeah, I think Paul Reed could help the team in that regard, but he's not going to be the difference between if you're going to win the championship or not. He's not playing those big minutes in the NBA playoffs against Giannis and Durant and those guys. Raby with the, who is the player that can move from the West to the East and create the biggest issue for the bulls in the playoffs. Let's uh, get in front of the curve here, coach. Let's not let something happen. I'll, uh, you know, interesting. That's Rashawn Holmes, right? That's a Rashawn Holmes. Absolutely. I I mean, I, yeah, I, I'm not sure if the if uh, Sacramento wants to trade him. I, I was just looking at teams that were out of the playoffs that had a big that we could possibly entice. There's That's how Covington, I would have Covington is going to be out there. C.J. McCollum uh, can get traded from the Blazers. Could be a huge, huge uh, additional player for a team. Um, you Do know, you imagine want- like the Sixers getting. Imagine the Sixers getting C.J. McCollum and Harden. Okay, right. And all and, of a sudden, there's CJ McCollum, Harden, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid. Holy smokes, that's a pretty darn good team. Well, and we saw we saw yesterday. If you watched the Bulls game yesterday, Doc Rivers left Embiid off the court until about it's a little under eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter. The Bulls were up. The Bulls were down seventeen. They cut it to eight or cut it to six rapidly. He brings in Embiid, and the Bulls could not handle him. There, and now it is Joel Embiid top whatever you want to call him, seven player in the league, top five, wherever you want to put him. But top they couldn't three. handle him. They're, three. You top want to put three. him three. I don't, I don't love him. Absolutely. Three. You think three? Yeah. Come on. Giannis, Embiid. Yeah, LeBron, KD. There's three. He's Gian, not three. Embiid, Gian, Giannis, Embiid, KD. Those are top Chris three. Paul. Steph Curry. Steph LeBron. Curry. That's now my five. Okay. Steph. Embiid's better than them, though. Embiid, Embiid. Oh come on! I mean, you got Luca, you got Trey Young, you got a bunch of great players. I'll, I'll give you Luca and Trey Young. I'm not giving you but, any of the first five you named. But I'm, but I'm, uh, Embiid to me, he, he's top three right now. Uh, okay. I mean, I, I, I don't. 
Joel Embiid looks like he it, it pains him to move most of the time. I, I I'm just I'm not I'm not a I'm not a huge the Sixers Embiid. are 32 and 21, correct? Yeah. Okay. He's carrying them. I'm not hearing them. Uh, not say, I said top ten. I said top ten. <laughs> I, I got. I mean, I, like you I know said. who's you know who's underrated on the Sixers. I think is Seth Curry. He gets overshadowed uh, by his brother, rightfully so. But that dude is crafty. Yeah, as far, he's, a, when, he's, he, a really, when, he's a really good player. I, I was I, I was impressed. Uh, yeah. uh, what uh, asking Nurkic? Do you put him in there? Or as a, I'm assuming we're talking about uh, as a trade possibility. Yeah, again, Nurkic is. Uh, I, I don't know what you're giving up for Nurkic, but if you wanted to say that that's similar to Pirtle, I mean that's basically the same situation. All right, we're going to increase our depth for this playoff run with Vucevic and and Nurkic, and we'll see which one of them's the guy to play. But you're trading Nurkic, then you're either trading Nurkic or Vucevic the next year. I mean, th- that's not. Both those guys will not be on your roster the next year. And so that's my point. Same thing with Pirtle. If they trade for Pirtle, they use him to finish up this year, and then they flip either him or Vucevic for, for you know, the next year. The guys that are out there as, as we wrap up, and appreciate everybody getting in here. This is a fun yeah, Bulls we talk about the five Bulls' worst coaches. Oh, I think that's going to be in our next one. But here, uh, Paul Millsap, the Bulls are hoping that, that – uh, you know, he could be a buyout candidate. Paul Millsap is a tremendous leader. I'd love to have him. Uh, and the Bulls have been tied a lot to Dennis Schroeder, who played for Billy Donovan with OKC, had a huge offer that he turned down with Boston for a year. So you 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 go get Schroeder, you flip White for whatever piece you can get, and you roll that way. Uh, that, to me, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I, I don't think – I think that's uh, – I said Schroeder would be a one-year – somebody brought that up to me yesterday – uh, Shooter would be fine as a one-year guy. That's you're you're concerned about Lonzo's health and how he comes back, and you're you're uh, you know trying to build him. Um. Okay. You, we were gonna do top five worst coaches of all time, but we're, can we save that one for next week, Coach? Because I, I have I, I'll be honest, I have not done my full research on what Absolutely. order I, I want to put Vinny Del Negro, Tim Floyd. Uh, <laughs> Our guy, the great Jim Boylan. Um, I I don't want to put Bill Cartwright on that list, but he might have to be on that list. Although I think <laughs> I can, I think I'll be able to go back in time and find a couple others that won't. Um, let's see here. This is an interesting one. I I, I like what you, where you're going here, Brian Williams. That Vooch won't finish his contract in Chicago. I, that's very interesting to me. I I don't, I, I don't disagree with him. I think that that neither do I. That's why I'm saying I could see the Bulls making a deal for a player like Pirtle and saying okay. We can now flip Vucevic the next year, and you know we got both those guys for this playoff run. Um, I, you know, one of the reasons why I don't see Miles Turner, and where I think people might be a little off on what they think they're going to do. There's no doubt about the big situation. There's no doubt the way the Bulls want to play. I mean, they traded Gafford, they traded Wendell Carter, like they traded those guys. So. There's, there's, they want to be a perimeter-based team. They want to play. You look at like the Nuggets with Jokic and his versatility as a guy to play through. Where they, where they come from. I, I don't think that Arturis wants to just throw some big dude here because everyone's like the Bulls need a big man. <laughs> I just don't think that's what they're doing. Yeah. Okay. 
and and that would probably Draft take Kofi. Out. All right, there we go. Get Kofi yeah. in here. Yeah, that are. <laughs> hey, Kofi put up what thirty seven the other night. Uh, I'm, I'm all good. If this I'm was 19, 1985, Kofi's a top ten pick all day we, long. We, we become the fighting Illini Bulls. Malcolm Hill, Io Desumu, Kofi Coburn. Do we do we bring uh, Duran Darren Williams out of the the big three tournament and bring him back? <laughs> hey. He had a great career. There would be nothing wrong with that if we could get him in his prime. One of my guys who always texts me ILL, and I don't root for Illinois. I'm a graduated from Iowa, and I'm very tied into Northwestern for a long time working with WGN. But I've been writing back instead of my INIs. I've been giving the AYO, baby. IO is turning college basketball fans in this state into NBA fans. That's, that is legit happening. Agreed. Um, so, and the Bulls have like a little collegiate feel going on here. But the whole point here is that, like they they literally could do it this year. They have a they have an outside shot at it. This could be such a fun playoff run, which uh will do a ton of the Windy Cities on it. So I'm I'm excited about it. But this is a, you know, I, I listen, it, the deadline is Thursday. I expect them to do something to tweak the roster. I don't think it'll be any of the major um, you know, Jakob Pertle level moves that we're throwing out here that they've been lightly tied to. But I do think they'll do something. If there's one thing that really sucks about this whole thing is the East has been terrible. And as soon as the Bulls got good, the East is totally flipped with the West. Like, like you used to look at the West and, man, it was hard just to get the eighth seed in the West, right? And now the eighth seed in the West is like under 500. And you're looking at like the Knicks, who were the fourth seed in the East last year. They're not even in the playoff picture right now. You got a team like the Hawks, who you could see in the first round. Uh, you know, and if a fully healthy Hawks team could be really dangerous in the first round. Um, and now with what Cleveland, I don't think anyone anticipated Cleveland really being a threat. My guy, Harris Levert. So now the East is six teams that are legitimate with teams like the Hawks and the Raptors and the Celtics who have talent filling out the, and Charlotte filling out the seven to 10 spots right now. It's crazy. Cavs getting Karis Levert from Indiana for Ricky Rubio, a first round draft pick, two second round picks. That is aggressive. And, and, and a, I, I, we are we in agreement that's a very good trade for Cleveland Golden Knowledge, by Tremendous. the way. Hey, we're going to be able to uh, bring as I learn how to do this a little bit better. We can bring you on, ask questions, make you even not, even more than just uh, the text thing. We're, we're, this is going to be an interactive podcast of uh, Bulls. Oh chess, man, I have a guy Chicago who's been fan. begging to come on this show. Mitch well, Ratner has been begging to come good. on. Good. Hey, this is uh, this is the fan forum, baby. <laughs> uh, with with uh, you're you're the GM coach, and I, I'm going to we're going to get you a light so you can look uh, like you're not in the GM class. But I like I kind of like this. It's like old school Jerry Krause over there. Like you're the sleuth making moves in there. Um, Stay in the dark. Yeah, keep me in the dark. So I, I look I look suspicious. Uh, and and my guy Sean Daly is just really upsetting the chat right now, pointing out that Embiid is ten and zero against the Bulls, which is irritating. <laughs> and then even worse than that, if I scroll back, I can he, he he's got to say uh, this is uh, this is a straight troll. Um, but uh, for anybody who uh, thinks such a thing, you just should turn in your basketball uh, <laughs> resume, knowledge, uh, card carrying. 
It's okay. I mean, it's, I understand. So, I'm sure there's a show that's on two hours later than us in LA. You guys can watch that show. All right. You know, you don't, you don't need a, you no, 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 don't, don't LeBron no, no, no. James. We don't want oh. the LeBron Jamesites here. Do we? No, we do. We do. We do. We want, we want the LeBron Jamesites. We we want we we need we need we need we are at the we are the infancy we need everybody at all and anyone who will listen. So then we got to bring them on to ridicule them. That's that's fine. That's fine. We're all in this together. This is so if you're uh, LeBron James, I come on our show so we can ridicule you. Let let me give you one name, by the way, Coach, that I didn't throw out. Udoko Azabuke. He's the third string center for the Utah Jazz. No, first, no, no. Why not? Big, no. he just he's just a big I watched dude. Watched him the other day with Utah. That is a guy just filling up space. That That's we what we don't need. Want. Go get Mike Smreck if you want. Like we can go get you know, we can go get Granville Waiters. What do you what do you want? The Granville Waiters of our time. Have we talked about Mike Smreck? Is that why you just brought that up? Of course we did. We 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 brought him up. We All brought right. up the beautiful old Bulls centers of the day. Okay, so Mike Smreck, for those who don't know, played on the the Bulls team in the. In 1985 and 86, he actually, I think, went out and won a championship with the Lakers. Mike Smrek wore number 52, one of the first autographs that I ever got at Old Chicago Stadium. On the ticket stub, Mike Smrek signed it. Mike Smrek, good friend of Billy McKinney, who does Northwestern color commentary. Billy McKinney, the greatest Wildcat of all time, played in the league for about 10 years. Mike Smrek, we might have a connection to get him on this podcast. I don't know if that excites anyone other than me and maybe you, but I'm very excited about Mike Sprecht. I would, Sprech, I would love for Mike Sprecht to come out here and I would tell him, listen, I think you're better than Azubuke. <laughs> <laughs> He's not better than Azubuke. Come on. If that'll he, help him, come on. Mike Sprecht would disagree. Azubuke is better than Sprecht. <laughs> That's a great way to end this cast. <laughs> Lonzo Ball for Milestone. You just gave me an okay. I don't know what that means. You, you, cha- you, changed, you changed the entire landscape of your team right there. This program was recorded on tape for a live audience. Patrick Williams to the Sacramento Kings for Rashawn Holmes. Uh, I mean... Uh, I mean... You wouldn't be excited about a big physical Miles Turner coming in no. here. Jeremy Grant would excite me. I just don't know what you're giving up to get Jeremy Grant. Again, um, I'm not sure they want to give up on the chemistry that they had with Lonzo here. That player would excite me. I would be excited to get. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.